In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who has come in order to give us a narrow way. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as many of you know, because some of you were there with me, uh, this week was kind of a difficult week. I was getting up before five in the morning. I was uh, going to some other building than this one. I was cooking for uh, hundreds of people. And uh, it, it was kind of a, a difficult week. And it was one of those weeks where I was thinking, how did I get myself into this? Again, because I've been doing this for like six years now, working with um, FSU Luau and, and a, a whole bunch of students from uh, different Christian campus ministries here, um, and, and uh, you know, feeding them and, and getting them ready to put on things like the FSU Luau and helping them uh, move people in and all sorts of great stuff like that. But there was still that moment of like, okay, how, how did I get here? Why did I choose to say yes to this again? Why am I not training my replacement now? <laughs> Things like that. And, and maybe you, you kind of know that feeling. Maybe you know that feeling where, where you have volunteered for something and uh, it, it's your fault. It's nobody else's fault. You recognize, okay, I got myself into this. And yet you're at the moment where you're like, how did I not realize how much work this was going to be? And so for, for some of you, that, that's kind of a family thing. Like you, are, um, you, you just got married and you're like, I had no idea this was going to be so tough. <laughs> or you just became a parent. And you were like, I don't know. I didn't know how tough this was going to be. Or you became a parent for the third time and you went, I should know better. <laughs> or you're taking care of an ailing parent or somebody else in your family. Or, or for some of you, maybe that's something that's a, a little bit more vocational for you. It, it's a, a little bit more occupational for you. Maybe it's, um, yeah, you're, you're going, I, I got into this job. How did I get here? Hey, how did I get to the place where I was doing this in front of a computer screen for X amount of hours per day? How did I get to a point where I was uh, doing whatever it is that you do? And some of you are, are scared right now because uh, you're right at the beginning of your freshman year and you're a little bit afraid of what you just signed yourself up for. Because you're looking at your class schedules and you're going, how did I sign myself up for all of these different classes and how am I going to pass them all? Or, or maybe it's, it's something completely different in your life that you signed up for and you just go, hey, hey, how, how did I get here? How did I uh, end up signing up to join the armed services like Jada who's graduating from uh, boot camp today? How did I um, end up doing whatever this decision was where I got myself to this place? And yet, I think for most of us, when we're thinking about, okay, what, are, what is that thing that I volunteered myself for? And I now am wondering about the workload for that. Most of us are, are not immediately going to our, uh, our faith and our following Jesus and our discipleship as being something like that. 
we, we, we look at our faith and we look at our discipleship and we look at what it means for us to be a Christian and we're not thinking, oh, how did I get into this? How did I get into this thing where I willingly have said prayers, have maybe even made vows at a thing called confirmation, where I have willingly said, yes, I am going to follow you, Jesus. And that's really tough. I mean, if you just think about the Lord's Prayer and all of the stuff that you say in there, that you're going to forgive people as you're being forgiven, that in itself is difficult. And you say it like every Sunday if you come here. It's hard. And maybe moments like this, moments like the readings today, we have a little bit of a taste of that sense of things as we hear Jesus say things like, you should strive to go through the narrow door. Because there will be people that are locked out. And being locked out means being in hell. Blake's not laughing at that, at hell. He's laughing at something from Bible study. Being locked out of the presence of God, being locked out of the kingdom of God. And that's a scary place. And that's a lot on the line. And that's a big risk. And so as you look at your Christianity, and as you look at what it means for you to be a disciple, you should probably be looking at all of that stuff and going, what have I gotten myself into? How have I agreed to follow this crazy Jewish rabbi who he himself does not have a great looking life as it involves death on a cross. And that's the guy that you signed up to follow? And then you look at that Hebrews reading and it doesn't get any better because it's hey, really long. Blake did a great job getting through that. But it says that you are being disciplined. It even opens up. You have not resisted sin to the point where you're bleeding yet. So you've got more work to do. You have more discipline that you need. And that opening itself, forget the rest of the reading, you probably already have. That opening alone, you're like, oh, what did I get myself into? And it's enough to get you to that point where you are just praying to God right now. And you are praying to God for me. And you are saying, Lord, I love you. I know that you can do amazing things through your servants. Just use Pastor Jay in a way that gets me out of following your son. 
use Pastor Jay in a way that he can explain this so that it means that I don't actually have to follow a narrow way. I don't actually have to be a disciple. I don't actually have to do any of that. And everything between me and you is cool. And it is my prayer in reverse that I won't do that to you. Because all of this stuff is real. That narrow way is real. That call to be disciplined as a son or a daughter of God is real. The call to discipleship is not just a platitude. It's not just something where God says, oh, and if you have time, do this. But it's also not the end of the story. Because the call to discipleship is a call to follow Jesus. And it is a call to follow his narrative to the cross. But it's also a call to follow his narrative beyond the cross. It's a call to follow his narrative into true life. Into life eternal. It's a call to follow that Jesus who is the Lord of all into a resurrection that has no end. The greatest moment of your life where your body is working like it's supposed to work all the time. Where your mind is working like it's supposed to work all the time. Where your emotions are working like they're supposed to work all the time. Where anything that could go wrong is working like it's supposed to all the time. And that it's a very individualistic reality. A reality that you have been baptized into. That your individual head, if you are baptized in this place, has gotten wet. That your individual life is cared for by God. That your individual sins are forgiven by that God who died on the cross so that he could forgive them. So that he could call you, exactly you, with your weaknesses, with your strengths, with your abilities, and with your attitudes. So that you yourself... could be called into that narrow way. And that that narrow way is the story of your discipleship. That that narrow way is not some one-size-fits-all sense of what it means to follow Jesus, but that that narrow way is your story of discipleship. That you're not called to be a disciple like me. And you're not called to be a disciple like anyone else in this room. You're not called to be a disciple like Peter. You're not called to be a disciple like Paul. You're not called to be a disciple like any of those people because that would be a very, very broad way and that would be a very, very difficult thing for you to live up to. Not that you living up to the narrow way has proven to be much more effective in your life. But a part of the good news is that God has called you into a discipleship that takes into account who you are. That God didn't call you into discipleship going, 
well, I think they should be able to do this. Because everybody else is able to do this. Because you yourself know that when anybody else says, well, everybody else should be able to do this, you might be the person who's going, yeah, except for me. You should pray. Well, I have a hard time doing that. You should read scripture. I have a hard time doing that too. You should go and do good works. I have a really hard time doing that. You should do this. You should do that. Rather, God has called you to be his baptized child. God has called you. You. You, 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 you. Not that guy, not that girl, you. To be his baptized child. To be disciplined as his son or daughter. To follow his son or daughter as yourself. To follow his son as yourself. As a son and daughter. That he cares for you. And that along the way, as you're following him on that narrow way, that it comes with a promise that where you do trip and fall, because he knows that you will, where you do sin, where your body or your mind or your emotions or your attitudes or whatever it is goes wrong, that he promises that he will be there for you. Not some generalized version of you, but for you. Because he's just that narrow. And his way is just that narrow. Because the way is this that Jesus Christ comes into your life, into your life, and he says, Follow me. That way is pretty narrow. And it's really good news. So may you this week, may you follow that narrow way and follow Jesus, knowing that it ends up in the resurrection. Amen.